Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Today's tale is story three of the Two Sisters and the Wolf series. It's episode 40. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. Now, let's see, where did we leave off? Well, I did a terrible thing, didn't I? I ended this last story right at a very exciting moment. Sorry about that. For the two sisters, fairies are they, had just discovered the golden moose, a creature they had heard of but never thought was actually real. Well, he was there and he needed their help, but would it be wise to give it to him? They were breaking all the rules of the giant king who ruled the mountains of way over there. Yet, The sisters couldn't just leave him there with his tremendous golden antlers stuck in the branches of a tangled tree. What were they to do? Well, the story goes like this. Neva turned to her sister Sar and said, We could get in so much trouble. The wolf whined at Sar's side, pacing in the snow. He didn't like this one it. Halka let out a cry of concern from a nearby tree. Well, Sar and Neva looked around. They did not want to get caught breaking the rules about stepping off the high road or touching the giant king's animals. And yet, here they were, standing near a giant shiny animal who was making the loudest noise anyone could possibly make. At this point, How could they not get caught? But still, the girls were determined. They couldn't just leave him there. Sar dropped her pack on a nearby boulder and carefully approached the golden moose. He was thrashing his huge head around and stomping his powerful hooves in the snow, trying to get his antlers out of the branches. Be careful, whispered Nima to her sister. But it was under her breath. There was no way that Sar could have heard her over the howls and the thrashings of this desperate creature. Sar walked delicately through the snow, singing her most soothing song to calm the creature. Halka flew down to sit on Neva's shoulders. Together with the wolf, they all watched as Sar, ever so slowly, approached the moose. The closer she got, 
the more they understood just how huge this moose was, for Sar looked smaller and smaller the closer she got to him. Once she stood before him, barely reaching his chest, Sar turned to catch Neva's eye and motioned with a quick flick of her hand. She needed her sister's help. Hauka, are you coming too, or staying here with Wolf? Neva asked. Hauka gave her the most fierce of falcon looks, and the wolf took a step forward too to go to his Sar. Wolf, don't you think you should stay back though? That moose might kick you. Moose and wolves are not often friends, and you know that. Wolf whined, a sad wolf whine. But this was true, and he stepped back to hide himself within the bushes, never once taking his eyes off of Sar. Well, Neva approached through the heavy snow with Hauka on her shoulder. She could hear Sar singing her fairy song to the moose, trying to soothe him. It must have been working. The moose was settling down. He had stopped snorting and thrashing, and he was watching Sar intently. Neva could feel as she got closer how scared the moose truly was, and by the look of it, he'd been stuck in those branches for quite a while. He was probably hungry. And then Neva wondered what golden moose ate. Hopefully not fairies. Neva reached Sar's side, and she gave her sister's hand a quick squeeze. What do you want to do? she asked her younger sister. I need to get up on his back so that I can reach the branches and vines that are holding him tight. Can you help me? Well, Neva almost laughed. Of course she could help. This was a trick that they'd been doing their entire lives. She put her hands together and Sar, nimble as, well, as nimble as a fairy, used Neva's hands as a springboard to flip herself up, light as a feather, onto the golden moose's back. Well, the moose was startled to find a fairy on his back, but Sar carefully shimmied up to lean closer to his ear, stroke his shoulder, and sing her fairy song into his ear. He began to settle in. And then Sar eased herself into a standing position on the moose's back. And nimble as she was, it did take her a second. And then she was balanced on his back, reaching up into the dense trees above, patiently freeing his antlers from the branches. It seemed that all the thrashing from the fearful moose had knit a dense knot that needed to be untangled. Sar's quick fairy hands swiftly unwove the tangly mess. The moose, so large and powerful, was helpless to save himself. But he did seem to realize that Sar and Neva were there to help him. He stood perfectly still, even though his eyes told Neva that he was afraid. The wolf, hidden in the shadows, barked just once to remind them to hurry. They were off the high road where they were not supposed to be. 
Dear listeners, do you think that we could help too? Maybe? Hey, let's all sing the soothing fairy song together to the moose to help Sar and Neva keep him calm. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, I think that was really good. <laughs> oh, just one more bit, said Sar, stretching out as far as she could toward the last thick branch that was anchoring the moose to the tree. She felt him quake beneath her feet. So scared was he, so tired, so furious, and so hopeful. And that little quake, well, it made Sar lose her balance. She felt herself starting to fall, and she grabbed as tightly as she could to the only thing that was available. The golden moose's enormous, gleaming, golden antlers. She held on for dear life as she slipped off his back. Well, Sar swung down, and she ended up staring right straight into the eyes of the golden moose himself as she dangled from his antlers. Um, hello, said Sahar to the startled moose. And then she started to laugh, for the look on the face of that startled moose was pretty funny. And in return, the moose gave a funny little whinny that, well, maybe it was even a moose laugh. Do not worry, dear moose, said Sahar. I will have you out in a minute. Well, the moose reached over with his long tongue and he licked Sar right on the nose. Oh my, said Sar. And then Sar flipped herself back up onto his broad moose back and she tried to decide how to reach this last little bit of tangle. Hmm. Maybe Hauka could help with this part, Neva suggested from the ground. Well, Halka nipped Neva's ear affectionately, and she flew right up to Sar's shoulder. Sar pointed to the last bits of stubborn snare, and with her powerful jaws and sharp talons, Halka made short work of them. And when the last of the tangle was cleared, Sar said, There you go, golden moose. You are free. And Sar jumped down into the snow, and Halka flew back down to Neva. Well, the moose gave a howl of joy that filled the air. And then the moose did what seemed to be a giant moose happy dance, jumping and leaping and shimmying and rolling around in the snow. Can you imagine? Well, the wolf came right out from the bushes and gave Sar a golden-eyed look. And seeing him reminded Sar of why they were there in the first place. And the longer shadows made her realize just how much time they had spent with the moose. We have lost a lot of daylight, said Neva. If we don't leave right now, there's a very real chance that we we might miss the fairy ice skating ball altogether. Yes, let's all go back to the high road as quickly as possible. I shudder to think what would happen if someone finds us not only off the high road, but standing right here with the golden moose. 
The giant king will have us as servants faster than we can. The wolf began to howl. What is the matter, wolf? Is someone coming? said Tsar, looking around. And then Neva said, It's the moose. He's bowing down. Well, indeed he was. The golden moose was looking at Tsar with fierce eyes and bowing down by lowering the front of his massive body down to the ground, his golden antlers shining in the afternoon sunlight. And Tsar said, I, I think... I think he is offering to take us on his back. He what? said Neva. He is offering to take us on his back. The moose made another little whinnying sound. It it seemed to mean, come along now, girls. I'm giving you a ride. Hop on. What about Wolf? said Tsar. Well, Wolf gave his whole body a shake and snow flew from his fur. He seemed to be saying, go ahead. Well, Sar climbed onto the moose's broad golden back, and Neva sat behind her with Hauka on her shoulder. And the moose took one step and whoosh! He moved faster than any animal even could, for the golden moose was magical, and that was all there was to that. He ran like lightning to the very edge of the giant king's territory, and there he stopped. He bowed down low once again to allow the sisters and Hauka to dismount. And there in the snow, right next to them, stood Wolf. The magic that carried the moose carried the wolf along with them too. All was well. Thank you, dear golden moose, said Neva. And Sar stroked his side and she said, I will miss you, dear one, for... She had grown quite fond of this magical moose. And then a sound like no other rippled through the air, and the earth trembled beneath them, and there, where once the golden moose had stood, there before Sar and Neva was none other than the giant king. (gasps) Well, the girls looked up in terror, for there he stood. Would he punish them for stepping off the high road, for touching the golden moose? Fairy sisters, said the terrible giant. I am your humble servant, for it is I, the giant king, that you saved from the woods. It is I who is the golden moose, and you have saved my life. I am forever in your debt. You have but to ask for my help, and I will be at your side to protect you, as if my life depended upon it, for indeed it does. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. He bowed low to them, and then, turning back into the golden moose, he sped like light across the mountain, purple in the late afternoon sun. And thanks to that quick trip from the Golden Moose, also known as the Giant King, the fairy sisters set up camp. Just one more day, and they'd be at the fairy ice skating ball. Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next time, and I'll tell you some more of the story 
of the two sisters and the wolf. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For all things April 8, please go to april8.com. And to support this show, please go to patreon.com slash april8 and choose what fun rewards suit your family best. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, 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 la.